0: A couple of Mishnais ago, the Mishnah taught that even if testifying that one saw the new Rosh Chodesh Moon requires violating Shabbos, one should still violate Shabbos in order to reach the Din in Yerushalayim and testify that you saw the Rosh Chodesh Moon, and that that day is indeed the first day of the next month and not the 30th day of the previous month. And so we saw, for example, that when it comes to the Tuchum Shabbos, the maximum 2,000 Amos distance which one is allowed to travel outside of one's city, on Shabbos, so one does not need to take that into account, and he should still make the journey to Yerushalayim, as long as he can reach there within that day. This mission now expands on that law, Mishraos somebody who saw the New Chidesh Moon Ve'Enyoch and he is not able to go, and to walk even. So in order for him to reach the base then to testify that he saw the Rosh Moon, it won't only require him to violate Shabbos, but perhaps other people too as well. It says the Mishnah, they should bring him on a donkey, even though in Jabonon it's forbidden to ride animals on Shabbos, even though the other people who will take him are not witnesses, and they will have to travel beyond the Tuchum as well, they should still violate Shabbos in order to testify about the Rosh Moon. Afil filba even on a bed, if he is unable to ride on an animal, then they should literally carry him on his bed, or on some, on some sort of couch, all the way to the basin. Of course, as long as they'll be able to reach there within that day. Now, in general, there's actually a rule that, although it's forbidden to carry in a reshus in a public domain on Shabbos, if somebody carries a person, then he is exempt, because there is a rule, hachai noses atzmai. An alive person is considered to be somebody who carries himself. Since technically he would be able to walk himself, consider it as if the person who is carrying him is not actually carrying anything, and therefore he would not be liable for carrying a person, even if that person is on a bed in a public domain. The bed is considered secondary to the person, so if you're not liable for carrying the person, you would also not be liable for carrying the bed. However, in this case, where the person is not able to walk himself, the rule of Achayno says Atzmo does not apply because he is not able to carry himself, and so to carry him in the bed would be a violation of Shabbos. But nevertheless, it is permitted for the sake of declaring Rosh The in if there are people in wait to trap him on the way, they want to stop him reaching the Beast. In, for example, there were certain sects within the Jewish people who didn't necessarily accept all of the Torah. And as we will see in the next Perek, they try to mess around with the dates of Rishchodesh to change the date, to make the basin think that it was the wrong date, and so they might have stopped the witnesses from trying to reach the basin. So if somebody is concerned about that, then from they can take sticks in their hands to protect themselves. If it was a long journey, from they can take food in their hand, even though of course they'd be able to survive and to reach the basin without having any food on the way and carrying the food would be a violation of Shabbos, nevertheless, so they'll be willing to go and testify. This is also permitted. Shal malach echal says the Mishnah, because for a journey of maximum a night and a day, one can violate Shabbos in order to go out to testify about the Rosh moon. Meaning, the condition is that they're able to reach the basin before the end of that day. So if, let's say, they see it at night, they should set out at night, and they can violate Shabbos in order to do so, as long as they know that they will reach the Basin and be able to testify before the end of that day. Because if they don't, then even if they did see the moon, if they didn't testify and the Basin did not declare it to be Yashchodesh that day, then Yashchodesh will only be the next day. And that will end up being a 30 day month, even if people saw the moon on that day, since the Basin would not have declared it to be Yashchodesh. And the mission brings the Pasuk now, from which we learn that one can violate Shabbos for the sake of Evis HaChodesh. as the Pasuk says, de HaShem, these are the significant dates of HaShem, referring to the Yom Tovim, Asher Tikru, Sam, that you should declare them, and the Pasuk adds, Adam, in their right times, and from that added extra word, we learn that you have to do all that you can to make sure that it will be on the right date, even if it requires violating Shabbos. Perek Beisbosh the focus of the first half of the second Perek are a couple of changes which the Beasten made to how they would accept the witnesses for Kiddush HaChodesh and also how they would proceed after declaring Rosh based on the misbehaviour of certain groups amongst the Jews, who wanted to cause trouble, and to affect the date of Rosh Chodesh, as will be explained. Now, the two main groups in Klal who were responsible for this, were known as Tzedukim and Baisusim, named after their original leaders, Tzolik and Baisus, and this is a group of people, who sort of veered off the correct path, and in general only accepted the Toshe that which is written in the Torah itself, but not the Toshe Pair, which includes the Mishnah and the way to explain the Torah that has been passed down throughout the generations, and therefore certain Pasukim they read literally in their own interpretation, and so they come out with many other laws which are not correct. One such example is when it comes to the Korban Omer. The Korban Omer is brought on the second day of Pesach, and the Torah says that from when that is offered, 50 days should be counted until Shavuos. So Shavuos would be 50 days after that, which would be on the same day of the week, as the Korban Omer was offered. You count seven full weeks, and the beginning, the first day of the eighth week, would be Shavuos, and that falls on the same day as the second day of Pesach. Now when the Torah talks of the offering of the Korban Omer, it says that it should be offered mimochras ha on the day after the Shabbos. Now based on Tosh Al we have a tradition, that in that Posluk, the word Shabbos is referring to Pesach, the first day of Pesach, which means that mimochras ha refers to the second day of Pesach. However, the Tzedukim and the Baisusim read the Torah literally, and they understood it to mean the day after Shabbos. So that would be the Sunday which falls after the first day of Pesach. So if Pesach happened to fall on a Shabbos, then they would get the correct day. But if the first day of Pesach fell on any other day of the week, then according to the interpretation of the Baisusim and the Tzedukim, they would get the wrong day, which means that Shavuos would also be the wrong day. Because they would start counting the 50 days from when the carbon Omer is offered. Now, in order that they would end up offering the carbon Omer, and also the Karbanos of Shavuos, on the day that the Baisusim and the Tzedukim held was the correct day, the Baisusim wanted to make it, the Rosh Chodesh Nisan, would be on a Shabbos, and that way the first day of Pesach would also be on a Shabbos, so that the carbon Omer would be brought on a Sunday, and Shavuos would be on a Sunday, just like their interpretation of the Pesukim. And so that once did occur, that false witnesses came to the base then, on the 30th day of Adar, which could potentially be the first day of Nisan, and it was a Shabbos, so the Tzedukim wanted it to be Rosh Chiddush Nisan, so they came and testified that they saw the moon, and they were found to be false, but when the Chachalim saw that what they were trying to do, they instituted the following law. Say. If the basin do not recognize a particular witness who comes to testify about Kiddush HaChaydesh, and they should send another witness with him, to testify that he is a valid witness, and he can be trusted. So if people saw the Rosh Chodesh moon, they should first go to a basin in their local town where they live, where they are recognized, and that Beisden should appoint another two witnesses to go with this pair, and testify that they can be trusted. And the Mishnah explains, where Shina originally, the basin would accept testimony about Kiddush Shaidesh about the new Rosh Chodesh moon, from anybody, just like when it comes to any testimony, everybody is assumed to be a valid witness, unless otherwise known. However, when it comes to Kiddush HaChodesh, Mishakil Kelu from when the Apikursim, those who do not believe in all of Torah, and in this case, again, it's referring to the Baisusim, who didn't accept Toshiba pe. So, from when this group of people caused damage, or at least tried to cause damage, the Beit instituted that they would only accept testimony regarding Kiddush Hashem from those who they recognized, or if those who they recognized testified about other witnesses, that they can be trusted. So that was the first change which the Bastin did, Mishnah Base. The second change was as follows, but originally, once the Bastin had declared Rosh Chodesh, they had to let everybody know which day Rosh Chodesh was, whether the previous month was a Chodesh Choser, a lacking month of only 29 days, or a Chodesh Mole, a full month of 30 days. Now technically they didn't have to send a message out every single month, because there were only two options, either Rosh Chodesh would be on what would have been the 30th day, or the day after, and indeed they set up a system where if the previous month was a month of 30 days, then they wouldn't actually send any message out beyond the base. and if the people in Eretz and beyond didn't hear anything, then they would know that that previous month was 30 days, and the Rosh R- 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 was on the next day. Only if the month was a Chodesh Choser, a month of 29 days, only then would they send the message out. Now how exactly would they send the message out? So they developed a relatively easy and effective system, and that is, Shona originally, They would light up large torches of fire, on top of mountains, and as, as the next missioner will describe, they would go to the top of a mountain near to the base in, and when people who are near the next mountain, when they see this torch on fire, so they would light another torch, and that's how the message would go through Eretz Israel and beyond, when people would see this they would do the same in order to spread the message as far as possible. However, Mishakil Klua Kusim, from when the Kusim caused damage, the Kusim were another group in Kaliy Israel who did not accept all of the Torah. They are a group of people who converted on mass, but they never really accepted all of Jewish law. And the next mission will describe how one time, in order to cause harm for the Jews, they lit up these torches on the mountain in order to spread the message. Even though the basin had not declared it to be Rosh Chodesh, so the previous month was a thirty-day month. But they lit the torches in order to deceive the people who were beyond there into thinking that Rosh Chodesh was on the day before it actually was. So once they did cause that damage, as the basin instituted that they would send messengers, and those were messengers who were trustworthy messengers, and they were known as the Basin's messengers. And only if they came to the people of other towns and told them when Rosh Chodesh was, only then would they. Be believed, Mission Gimel. Originally, when they would light torches, how would it work? How would they light th- up? light up these torches? Mavin include social errors. They would bring very large poles of cedar wood. This is very large, so it could be seen, and it also takes a long time to burn it up, and therefore it would stay alight for a while until there would be enough time for somebody else to see it and light another torch. And then the conin they would bring reeds similar to small twigs, Vatse Shemen, some sort of wood which exudes oil. Unoyosh al Pishton and the comb part of flax. When flax is combed, the bit which comes off of it, and they would take these two materials, the Kurum Shika, and they would tie it with a rope. The U Shahar, they would go up to the top of a mountain which was near to the basin. they would light it up with fire, they would move it from side to side, they would move it up and down, to make sure that it was clear that it was this sign, it was the special torch of the Basedin sending the message of Rosh Khadesh, Achurees Khaverisho Harashane. He does this until he sees somebody else doing this at the top of the next mountain along Vichheim Bereesh And the same would apply for the person who is on the second mountain. He should wait until the person on the third mountain along does the same and lights up the torch for passing on this message of Bastin.